Welcome back to the Datapreneur podcast. This year we have great plans and we hope you continue watching the show and learn something new each episode. Today we have with us Dr. Prashant, the founder and managing principal at DBP Institute. Among other things, he is an expert council member at the Forbes Technology Council, the author of two popular data science books, and an adjunct professor at the IE Business School in Madrid. His work has been published in MIT Sloan Management Review, CFO University and Forbes. He completed his MBA in Strategy and Finance from the Northwestern University. So let's get started and learn about Dr. Prashant's experience of working with data for over 10 years and for some amazing companies. So hi, how are you doing today? Good, good. Going through your um, educational background, and you've studied a lot of different fields. So um, you started with doing uh, engineering, and then you went on to study information technology. Then you also did an MBA in strategy in finance. So how did all of your experiences, academic and all, help you uh, in your career and as a data scientist? You know, well, the one thing is I, I always believe that the biggest investment uh, one can make is on learning or uh, education. So um, I always, uh, I spent even uh, uh, in the early days of my career, I used to spend a lot of time and money in uh, buying books, learn, going for trainings, learning something, so on and uh, so forth. Uh, so, for example, when I uh, for my PhD, I took almost fourteen years to do my PhD because uh, some something was some, sometime I used to part time, and uh, I had to change my prof- uh, guides and so on and uh, so forth. So it took a very long time. So, uh, so on one aspect, uh, on one stream, I was uh, constantly learning and updating myself, and on the second stream. I had uh, I was working as well, so that gave me a kind of a practical experience as well. So what I used to learn uh, on an academic front, I used to see that on the practical side, and from the practical side, I used to take back to the academic world because it was not something like I studied, then I uh, I went for university, I stopped, then I went for work. It did happen like that. Both work and studies were happening simultaneously. So even today, um, I teach as well as I I learn. I, I go for other courses too. Uh, so if you look at, uh, so, you know, in India, there is a saying, right? Lakshmi and Saraswati. So both of them have to come together. Uh, so that's what I believed in. And uh, uh, so to, in today's world, it's all about uh, uh, staying relevant uh, with the, because the technology is changing very quickly. The skill sets are changing very fast. Um, so I have seen uh, a few of my uh, 
classmates, like even in early 40s, they're they kind of retired. Uh, whereas on the other hand, I have seen people who are uh, 75, 80 years old who are still working, uh, right? So it's very difficult, uh, it's very important that you stay relevant. And one of the ways to stay relevant is to uh, constantly learn. And on top of it, uh, in my case, it's a, when I learn something, I feel more happy as well. So that's another bonus uh, for me. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely important to keep learning new skill sets, building on to what you already know, so that you're still relevant in, the, in various different fields. So um, you started your own data company as well. So uh, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, just your journey yeah. and what all you do in the company. Yeah, so you know, uh, I was working in Bangalore uh, and uh, I got transferred uh, to Calgary in 2009. In 2012, I got my residency and uh, and I went on my own. I started my company in 2012 and it's been almost uh, nine years, well, nine, ten years uh, that I've been running my company being independent. So basically what we do here is two major services. One is uh, consulting and other is education. So the first thing is on consulting so it's basically helping companies get more value out of their uh, more out of the digital technologies data and analytics so that's one part of it so the, uh, we have done consulting work for some uh, big companies such as husky energy synovis energy cp rail uh, microsoft uh, and so on and so forth in the last uh, 10 years um, so um, uh, that's one aspect of uh, of our work the second aspect of our work is education where uh, where it's basically about uh, training where i go and teach in uh, corporates professional association of course i'm an adjunct professor at ie business school in uh, spain so i teach as well so the two major things which you do as part of my company is uh, consulting and uh, and education right so what type of data consulting do you do because uh, i know people some people are into data management there's data storytelling and data analysis of course so which okay. part do you specialize in yeah so when we look at uh, the the uh, the data ana analytics field for example in my opinion there are four key building blocks in that whole uh, analytics life cycle the first one is uh, data capture. How do you capture data, which is all about digital technologies? Do we use SharePoint? Do you use SAP? Do you use uh, do you use blockchain? So on and so forth. So every every technology or every product has got some pros and cons. So we need to find that appropriate technology for the need. So it's it's not something like, for example, if you have to go from Delhi to uh, from uh, from uh, uh, the greater Kailash to Lajpatnagar. So you don't take a helicopter to go there, right? So you take a metro to go there. Uh, but at the same time, if you have to go to Delhi to Bangalore, so you take an air uh, flight to go there. Uh, so it all depends on uh, the need uh, and the situation uh, which is there. So the first thing is about data capture. That's where the digital technologies come into picture. The second part of the data analytics lifecycle is data engineering or data integration. The data 
in many companies is not sitting in one system in one format. It's all scattered, distributed in different shapes and forms. So it has, it has to be brought together in one uh, common way. So there are many ways. Uh, so I, I can talk about five or six ways to integrate uh, data. So that's the next part of the work, which is data engineering. The third part, which is relatively simple, but it has got a lot of attention. People talk a lot about that, which is data science. Uh, but the work itself is very, is very simple and straightforward. Yeah, that's a very good example. And um, so sometimes in the company, uh, they don't really understand why they need data, like why they need all these practices, why they need data visualization, engineering, all that stuff. So how do you explain to the person, like, let's say a client comes to you, they want to understand how data can help their business. So how would you explain it to them? Part of the process is about uh, data science, which includes uh, reporting, dashboarding, BI, uh, predictive analytics, prescriptive analytics, optimization, so on and so forth, uh, which includes data storytelling as well. And the last one is decision science. So once, once you have the insights, there is no point in having great insights. You have to take those insights and convert it into business decisions so that the results can be seen. So the last part is about decision science. So um, if you look at the whole thing which we are doing, is, um, most of the work is about getting value out of data. So it's about strategy, I would say. Because what's happening these days is, um, uh, if you say that I want to be a programmer, in some high-cost countries like Canada and U.S., people prefer, oh, okay, we can send it to India. We can get a developer at a much uh, much cheaper price. So you need to uh, you need to talk like, for example, if you are selling gold, there is no point in selling gold in a vegetable market, right? In an onion market, there is no point in selling gold. You have to be selling gold in the gold market. So uh, so when you are when you are in this part of the world, the most of the work that happens is design, strategy, uh, technology selection, technology, uh, uh, data monetization, data products, and all those things. So it's all about the early stages in the data life cycle, which is all about strategy, design, and so on and so forth. So uh, technically, but we should be knowing about all those things so that we, we get the big picture, but the hands-on work is mainly on the on the initial stages of the uh, of the of the project, which is all about business case formulation, strategy, uh, architecture, design, so on and so forth. Right. So let's say a company comes to you for help. They want to do the entire process with you, the four steps that you mentioned. So what would you classify as good data for companies? Is there like a specific definition of good data? Or is it just very business-wise? Uh, it depends on each sector. Yeah, so the answer, the the big, uh, uh, the at a high, highest level, the answer is depends. But at the same time, depends on what, right? So that's the next question. So uh, like, for example, it depends on, let's start at the top level. It depends on the industry sector. Say, for example, uh, an oil and gas company, for them, data is mostly centered around 
regulations, compliance. Whereas if you look at a media or a tech company, it's mostly centered around insights or analytics. So the first thing is you have to understand what are they talking about, data quality. Okay, you guys talked about this one. Then we have to look at uh, different dimensions of data quality. The data quality is not one term. It has got different elements such as accuracy, timeliness, completeness, security, integrity, so on and so forth. So what element are you talking about? So address that aspect uh, first and then uh, look at the relevant uh, aspects uh, to to make it happen given the time and the resources that are that are available so look at the use cases start building a use cases and say that let's not boil the ocean because to make this use cases uh, uh, for these use cases this is relevant and those kind of things so it's all about being very contextual or specific to that company's need. So it's not that uh, data quality means all the data has to be perfect. There's nothing like perfect data quality. It's only about excellence. You remember that movie, Three Idiots of Amir Khan? So right in that he says, don't run behind perfection, run behind excellence. So that's what we do in the, in the real world as well. We try to do an excellent job for the client for that given situation. Yeah, so you know, at a, at a high level, the uh, so the first thing is when you go to the client, we just try to understand what the problem is. So we we say that okay, you have explained the problem in your own way, but this is how we see the problem. And to see the problem, we do two major activities to understand the problem better. One is we take a subset of stakeholders in the whole problem domain and talk to them to understand the problem better. Next number two. Within that domain, we look at data. For example, let's take the domain is order to cash, for example. Then we talk people in credit, in sales, marketing, account receivables, and so on, and inventory and account receivables to understand the problem better. Then we look at the whole uh, data in the order to cash lifecycle, right from sales ordering, shipment, delivery, uh, invoicing, um, the, uh, all, all those things and understand what's happening with the data as well, because data ultimately is a reflection of reality. So what some people, then we say, okay, hey, you guys said this, but the data is saying something else. Did I get something wrong here? Or can you clarify? so on and forth. So we quantify that problem uh, that's in the first place. Next number two is impact. So what? What is this problem all about? If, if somebody says this is a problem, should I be really worried about it? So we talk about the about the impact. What is the impact to the business that is uh, uh, that is happening? So basically we look at two major activities. One is what? Next number two is so what? And then we articulate the problem. Then we say, oh, okay, this is the problem. So blah, blah, blue, blue, and all those things which we are, uh, we, are uh, uh, we fix, yeah. Right. So over the past one or two decades, obviously everything has changed. People have digitalized their companies and businesses. So what role do you think data has played for companies uh, in this digital transformation? Now, you know, the, the ultimate output of digital initiative is data. You know, the, where does this process, well, say, for example, people are not talking about cloud for the sake of cloud. People are not talking about SAP implementation because we need SAP. SAP. We are, they're looking at an output. 
what is the outcome of digital transformation what is the out outcome of digital technology which is basically data why data what is this the great thing about data so in my view data has three major things for companies number one it helps in running the operations right from procurement hr sales marketing engineering um, anything so data data is used to run operations next number two data is used to use for supporting your regulatory and compliance activity like for example if you are in pharma for example today everybody is talking about covid and pharma so if you are in the pharma domain you need to show that uh, regulatory compliance and how do you do this you show the record of whatever you have done using data oil and gas compliance regulations you again you show data and the third in third thing is improved decision making data is used to support decision making in a big company like walmart for example you have almost like half a million company of people working there in different uh, parts of the world how do you make sure that you make good decisions it's not that making phone calls to all these people and say hey, what's happening you look at data and make decisions quickly so these are the three main reasons why companies require why why companies are looking at digital transformation improve operations better compliance and better decision making right that makes sense so um you've worked with a lot of companies in the past 9 10 years do you have any uh, favorite projects that were especially innovative something you had to go out of the way to solve <laughs> every project is different it's new the clients are uh, uh, requirements are uh, uh, are different and so on and uh, so so forth so if you had to ask um, a couple of interesting projects which we have done is uh, one on uh, uh, revenue optimization uh, or revenue forecasting how can we uh, how can we forecast the revenue better so that was one project which which we did next number 2 is for a media company in chicago where we started uh, it was a small project but it is impactful uh, decide on the pricing how do you price their products and services so that was another interesting project which we did then the third one is about customer 360 how do you uh, uh, how do you build a business case so that the clients can go and work uh, so that uh, the uh, the client can pursue the customer 360 project so these are quite a few uh, some of the recent projects which we have worked right so that sounds really interesting so how did you do that you were able to predict the revenue in the future that a company will approximately make this month so how would you go about doing that yeah so you know revenue prediction is basically two major things while if you look at the a company for example one is you have the historical sales <coughs> which has happened you collect all the data and you done run your regression models to find out what the sales uh, uh, what the future sales is going to be next number 2 is to talk to people on the ground for example i always believe that the insights are combination of two major things one is field intelligence by talking to people and understanding what's happening next number 2 is data you need a combination of both intuition and data together to come to uh, to find out the right insights so in this case we use combination of data we are in interviews and uh, look at their uh, pipeline of uh, sales that's going to happen and then uh, we came up with this number hey right. 
now let's say there's a new company that they haven't started collecting data yet so they don't have like the necessary data because storing data is really expensive these days and too much data can also be a liability so how do they go about collecting the data that they really require so ma'am, the first thing is they have to look at the business process, for example. So when you talk about collecting data, collecting data for what process, for instance, if they say about procurement, so why procurement? The procurement is basically, I need to collect data for creating a purchase order. Okay, good. So now to, uh, to issue a purchase order, uh, what are the two major components of data which you need? One is you need data about the vendors. Next number two, you need the data about your uh, items which you are going to uh, which you are going to procure. So you need so I need a good quality data about the vendors, their uh, their address, their bank information, and so on and so forth, and about the data about the product as well. So this is where uh, companies need to go. The first thing is look at their business process and collect data which is meant for purpose, not because I need it or whatever it is. The purpose is the most important one. And how do you find out the purpose? The purpose is based on your business process. So that's number one. Next number two is uh, uh, look at the three goals of data, which is what? Operations, compliance, and uh, decision making. So collect those attributes only for this. Uh, next number three is cloud these days is pretty much storage in the cloud is pretty much cheap. Uh, so storage is okay, but the software is getting is a bit expensive compared to uh, compared to uh, storage. So find the right software or the digital tool to capture the data and and ultimately uh, you know use it. Don't just capture the data where, uh, and, and don't use it. So I tell the clients to use the data uh, so that you can make uh, better decisions, better compliance, better operations and everything. That concludes the first segment of the interview with Dr. Prashant. Stay tuned for some exciting questions and I will see you soon. Thank you.